Hey guys, so um, before you guys watch this uh, episode, um, first of all, thank you so much for watching this episode, and second, um, yeah, so while I was recording this episode, um, I was trying something new, and I didn't know that during that, um, it was going to come out uh, a little bit laggy because I was using uh, different recording software, so um, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, um, please just bear with me on this one episode, I'll have everything figured out for the next one for sure and uh, make sure that the quality is back. But um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, there should be no issue with the audio at all. But watching the video, it, there will be a little delay and it'll be a little choppy and freeze at some points, um, just the video. But um, yeah, hopefully uh, next episode, I'll have this all figured out. And um, yeah, so um, I have a great guest and um, it, was, it was a lot of fun recording this. So please um, enjoy the episode and um, yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Just Talking Around. Today, we're joined by um, two guests, actually. Um, our co-host from last time, Johnny L. And also, um, wait, wait, uh, what, name do you want me, what name do you want to go by on here today? Josh, JJ, whatever you want to call me. Dog. Josh, J-Ho. Okay, yeah, because I always call J-Ho. you Josh, and he's always calling you J-Ho, so I'm like... J-Jo, yeah. <laughs> J-Jo, yeah. Yeah, alright, yeah. Yeah, mess that up, talk yeah. <laughs> okay. I can start it over again. No, no, no we're good, we're good. Alright, right. yeah. So, um, Josh is a, um, member of the Army. Um, he is currently a college student, pursuing business, and, um, I've just, I've known him since we were in, what, sixth, sixth grade, playing travel sixth basketball grade. together? yes, sir. So, um, yeah, it's, um... Josh is just a great kid, and he hit me up, like, last week, just uh, talking about the podcast, and um, we were like, oh, we, we got to get you on, talk about some stuff, talk about uh, a little bit about the Army stuff, a little bit of school stuff, a little bit of um, maybe some Celtics and Patriots talk now, we got, we got some things brewing up. So yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and um, Jody, we got the boy Jody L here, too. You found me? What's up? <laughs> so, um... Let's just start off with the army stuff first before we get into the sports stuff. Um, what made you uh, want to join the service and why the army specifically? All right, ready, ready. Main reason: I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I have no. I had no plans of like. I, I didn't apply for any scholarships. I didn't do any of this. So I was like, all right, how am I gonna pay for school, bro? Right. And uh, that's just the main. Reason. I think so. A lot of people go into the service, man. I mean, it's cool serving. You know, United States of America is where we all born. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we're all proud citizens of the country, but at the end of the day, it's, it's always the benefits that people join for, and that's definitely one of the reasons why I joined. Um, in the army specifically, bro, Air Force—they call them the Air Force, right, bro? I'm not. No, I'm not gonna be the laughing, laughing stock of the military. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be the laughing stock of the military. You're throwing Navy, shade right now, but that's what Navy, they all say. I mean, the Navy's—they're kind of known for some sus things, bro. So I'm not not doing that. No, nope. <laughs> uh, Coast Guard people don't consider like, are they really even the military? Uh, <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah. It's just yeah, disrespect. Yeah. I mean, I guess since you're in the service, you're kind of allowed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, they're a little too hardcore for me and a little too, uh, you know, they eat crayons and stuff. So, uh, you know, army, e- right in the middle. The I mean, Marines eat crayons? Of, we don't eat crayons. Uh, yeah, because they're no little, crayons on little, 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 in the noggin, you know? No crayons on this <laughs> side. No crayons on this side. And, uh, but the army is the kind of thing I call them, bro, because uh, it's kind of like the, the mid between, you know, the, the, the yeah. evils and the goods of... of each military branch. Okay. Um, I also don't like like I can swim. But I don't like swimming, so that was another thing. Like, bro, Navy, you have to swim. Like, you have to pass this. 
I could probably pass the swimming test, but like I prefer not being in the mm-hmm. water. And I get seasick, so if I had to be like on a ship or anything, bro, I'm done. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Uh, nothing was like, bro, in the army. So, in the air force and the navy, they don't really have a lot of uh, marksmanship type qualifications where you have to, you know, qualify as a marksman with an M4. Uh, where the Marines and Army is mandatory, so that was probably one thing I was looking forward to uh, when I joined the Army. I was like, hey, I get to you know go to the range and shoot some M4s, bro. So yeah. Um. So what was like your experience with um like boot camp and like that whole experience? Like, was it everything you expected? Was it nothing you expected? Like, what's that like? Definitely, it was definitely um everything I expected because. I think everyone does this. They go on YouTube, search up, you know, Army basic training, Army basic training stories, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is what the stories that, you know, were told on YouTube, stories from friends that have joined the Army, have some family in the military. Um, you know, it's kind of def- definitely everything I expected. Uh, but even with, like, expectations, things still are difficult. You know, you can prepare as much as you want. And um, no matter how fit you are, I don't care how fit you are or how mentally prepared you are, it's gonna, it's gonna be somewhat, like even called it easy. Even at the end of the base training, I said uh, it wasn't that bad. It's pretty easy. There's, even, there's always gonna be some points during base training where you're like, damn, why did I sign up for this? Right. So, uh, yeah, it definitely, definitely fit my expectations of the, the hardness and uh, how difficult it was. But also fit my, it actually exceeded my expectations because everyone told me like you gotta have some type of fun in base training. And yeah. I definitely had a, a bunch of fun. Uh, the camaraderie, I think, in the army specifically, basic, because mm-hmm. you guys are all at this point. You guys are all the same. Like it doesn't matter your race, color, skin, nothing. You guys are all the goddamn same. Mm-hmm. And I think it, that that's the best part of the camaraderie of base training. Like at the end of the day, you feel like these are your brothers and sisters in arms. And uh, I never really had camaraderie camaraderie like that, you know, in the civilian world. Right. It feels completely different. And I think that was probably the most fun I had, um, just being in like an isolated group. For and being with people like you have to be stuck with these people in barracks for about what sixty days. So mm-hmm. wait, so um, the whole thing it lasts sixty days? It's ten weeks. So okay, base training is ten weeks. Yeah, I got you. Um, um, I got some questions that might be uh, a little bit political. I'll start off with kind of an easy one. Do you notice a difference being um being uh, in the service under two different administrations at all and does does anything change for you at all in that way, or is it completely like not even affect you like in the slightest? It does. It really does. <laughs> so like this, this whole presidential thing, like it literally affects civilian rights. Mm-hmm. Those things are going to change, you know, gun control and stuff like that. But the military, you're in the military regardless. There's not much a president can change about the military. Right. I mean, all they, all they can really do is declare war, and that's probably the only thing that would change. But obviously, neither president has interest in that. So. Uh, there's not much of a difference to be honest. It's just yeah, everyday soldier stuff, you know. Yep. Um, and what is um? Oh, I got one more. Um, this one. All right. This one might be a little bit. I don't know. I feel like it's controversial, but it, it really shouldn't be. So, how do you feel about um like military like services like kind of using their like. Um, like as you said like the main reason you joined was for the benefits and like kind of targeting like either like kids that struggle with academics to join the military for that reason or kids from like low income um, like neighborhoods um, to like kind of 
join them just for the like financial benefits and kind of exploiting that almost like oh like you can go to college for free but you got to give like so many years of your life t- for us to this and like how do you um how do you view that morally and like um stuff like that I don't even view it as an exploit because at the end of the day, you're the one signing the contracts. You know what you're, you're getting yourself into. Right. So, um, but like, at the end of, uh, at, I'll, I'll at let the you finish, end of, but yeah. All right. But so at the end of the day, it's like, all right, yeah, the military knows to target these, these groups because that's the people who probably need it the most, right? Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you're the one who signed the contract. You're right. the one who put pen on paper. You got to know exactly what you're getting into. And even if you have a realization, so if you have a realization, you can always quit at base training. Um, you always quit at AIT. You get discharged. That's it's not going to affect your record. Um, it's still just going to be a regular discharge. Um, and uh, you could literally, like, I had someone, so I was about AIT. That's job training for us. Okay. We're literally a week from graduation before we all go to our units or go back home like I did. And this girl literally said, I don't want to be in the Army and quit a week before graduation. So, like I said, um, if you even once you get into the service, there's still a real time where you know, you're in base training. I mean, it might be a pain in the ass to get out, because it is. It really is a pain in the ass to get out at that point. Right. But it's still possible, and it won't affect your record negatively. Now, it's different when you're complete. When you complete a base training or job training, that's when, you know, oh, this guy's gone AWOL, blah, 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 this. You get right. arrested, you go to military prison. That's when it's kind of too late. Gotcha. But, um, it might be a waste of time if you do it that way, too. You know, like you do, like this girl literally went through base training, went through job training, literally a week before graduation and quit, so. Wow. So it's like all that for I, nothing, pretty much, for her. Yeah, basically. She so, was on like, the I mean, It might be a waste of time, but it might also be a good experience to make you realize you know, the military is not for you. Uh, but, yeah, like, like uh, when it comes to, you know, those uh, demographics that they're targeting, uh, I, I definitely think it's it's on purpose, but morally, uh, I, get, I don't really see anything wrong with it just because, like, you have to do your research on yourself, bro. Don't right. Let, don't let, just because a recruiter says this, 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 and you're gonna get this, 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 this. Uh, if you don't read the thin line and the thin print in mm-hmm. your contract, then you're just kind of asking for it. To be honest, that's just in my opinion. Okay. I, when I got my contract, I literally read it. Like, what, yeah. what am I getting? What benefits am I getting? What am I getting myself into? Cause, right. You know, it's. I signed a six-year contract. It's six years of my life. Six years. So, um, so what does that involve for you? So when you commit for six years, um, what does that entail? Like, you, you already did the training, and you're currently um doing some classes at school so what's that um like school and military balance like what's your commitment like so, what, does, uh, what does your week look like and there's two ways to do this so there's the active duty side and there's the reserve side i'm on the reserve side okay active duty wise you know it's like a nine to five job except for you have two pt in the morning nine to five job every day uh you get out do your job whatever mos you have uh, is that is that something that you would do like on a site or would you be like working from job. home and go into a place that's usually on base, so yeah. Okay. Go. So um, I know on the active duty side, uh, they usually have barracks for people to stay in. Um, mm-hmm. If you hit a certain rank or you're married, you, you can get housing. Um, even if you're not married, you, if you want to, uh, for yourself, just move off base and get your own apartment, you can. It's just mm-hmm. going to come out of your own pocket and not the military's pocket. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on that side, that's usually how it is. I know some friends on the active duty side that are going to school part-time. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, like I said, it's a nine to five job, and you, you have your nights and your weekends to yourself most of the time. Um, and then on the reserve side, which is me, uh, we drill two weekend. Um, we drill two about two days a month. Um, sometimes it'd be four, three days if 
they really want us there. Um, but majority of the time it's two days, so usually Saturday, Sunday, once a month. And then we have two weeks training every year. Um, usually it's in the summer, but this year it's in April. We're going down to Virginia for a picket to do like a to do like a, a pipeline mission, which is like connect some pipes, some heavy lifting. It's not going to be that hard. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, like I'm, I'm just a normal civilian. Uh, right. Like I, literally, I literally go to school full time. Playing basketball at night and <laughs> basketball. I have another part time job. I'm still working in Hannaford as supervisor. So mm-hmm. when it comes to to that, like as a reservist, you literally are a civilian for a majority of your time in your contract for six. So for the next, oh, I have four years left. For the next four years, I'm literally just gonna live a normal life and have be part of the military once a month. That's has it, what it is. Has it gone by um, pretty fast? You feel like? So the cool thing about being in the reserves, your contract starts the day you sign. So not even like when you ship out for basic training, it starts the day you sign. So mm-hmm. I signed in January of 2019. So it's been two years. Mm-hmm. I didn't ship out to basic training till July 2019. Oh wow! Um, but that's only on the reserve side. Active duty is different. It starts the day you ship out for basic training. Okay. But reserves, like it's going by pretty quick. Like I said, it's it, it can be tedious sometimes because it's a uh, the army's known for uh, sit around and wait or hurry up and wait. I mean, so yeah, like you, they tell you to hurry up and do something and you're just waiting. Yeah, so it does get tedious, but I think it's gonna go by quick. I mean, I'm, my contract's over in 2025. That's only four years away, so not a not a big deal. And then, um, like will it be will the, will the will the next four years just kind of be more of the same of what you're doing right now, or will that change? It it could change if I get a leadership role. Um, as of right now, I'm E four, which is a specialist. Um, it's the highest junior enlisted rank, um, and then after that would be sergeant. Um, which uh, you get you get put in charge of a squad, which is about two, three, four people. Okay. Um, that's what that could change. But as of right now, uh, I'm a fueler, and uh, my uh, my unit we're not licensed to carry fuel on base. So really, all I do is drive like big trucks. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, I'm like a truck driver once a month. We should take the trucks out for uh, vehicle testing. Come back. Uh, we'll stop by the gas station. We have to fuel them. Need gas. And then we'll come back, and that's literally all we do all day. Yeah. And that, now you can see why it's hurry up and wait, because a lot of times it's like, all right, we uh, test drove all these vehicles. Now what the hell we do? So yeah. We have to get dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, what advice, or yeah, what what advice would you give to someone who is um, maybe in high school right now and thinking about joining? Like, um, not whether or not it's right for them, because obviously that's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But like, what kind of things would you want them to maybe think about before joining and like um or things that they should just keep in mind um during that process so like i said you always want to do your research man like it's the internet's so broad to the fact where you could literally almost get everything down to the t of what's gonna what's what you're getting yourself into and like people have a lot of people have been screwed over by the military a lot of people haven't so like it gives or takes with experiences. That's why I say tell people always do your research if you're ever thinking of uh, joining the military. Right. Just because there's so much things that that vary, uh, and they vary person to person. So just do your research. Don't commit to something that you're not fully uh, aware about, and you don't have all the knowledge that you need. Because like then it's gonna stab you in the foot. Because that's literally what's gonna happen. Because uh, you didn't do your research. Right. Um. And then to someone who maybe is like already t- um already signed and they're maybe just waiting to go to um, basic training um, what would you uh, get, tell them before they start that crazy craziness uh, <laughs> definitely get in shape so there's a lot <laughs> so I got in shape before basic training I was smart enough to do that because I uh, 
it, it's the main two things that are challenged with base training is the mental toughness and the physical toughness. Um, mentally, uh, I mean, it varies person to person how you want to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in an Asian household. I'm usually getting yelled at, so it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, Joe Sergeant, you're not scarier than my mother, so. Right. Um, <laughs> but the, the physical part, that's definitely the most benefiting part for me. I definitely got in shape. Um, when we took our first PT test, it was funny because the guy in front of me, he, he said, we have two. The old PT test, they're changing it now, but the old PT test that I took during the time of basic training, you get two minutes to do as much push-ups as possible. And um, you have to do real push-ups. You can't go like halfway down. Like you gotta fully extend your push-ups, um, right? And then uh, so the pass, I think you need at least a 42 for my age group. You need at least 42 in two minutes. And the guy in front of me, he did like 15. And <laughs> I'm talking about like some 15 bad ones. Um, so I was up next, and this is the funny story because the George Hart looks at me. He's like, "You're not gonna be a disappointment, are you?" Just like that. Then <laughs> I'm like, "No, Drew Swords." So my first first PT test, I, I did pretty good. I got, I think I did uh, over sixty push-ups. I think I got around 65, 66 push-ups. Um, what what could you do now if no, you if you try it right now? Oh, my last PT test for my unit, I got up to uh, eighty-seven. So, oh wow, uh, eighty-seven in two minutes. It's way past the max score. Max score is like seventy-two. Wow. So, um, push-ups, that's my forte. I love I love chest day. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got any questions? Straight to the sports. Okay. All right, yeah, we can move right into the sports if you're ready for that. Yes, sir. Um, so what would you say? Um, all right, let's start off with the Patriots, I guess, because that's what's been in the news the most, <laughs> oh, most yeah. recent. Um, and I know you, you you've been into that. We, we uh, texted a little bit about that. So, um, first of all, what, are you uh, happy that we got Cam Newton back, or what, what do you think is the deal with yeah, the quarterback I'm situation? definitely happy about Cam coming back. First of all, I bought a jersey. I didn't want to just throw that jersey away. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get that jersey now. I, I was thinking about it last season, but I was like, damn, like he could be gone, but now I, I think I'm ready so the, to buy So the thing it. with Cam was, uh, last year he had a really good start, and then COVID hit. And I yeah. think that's really what affected him during the season. Because he, like he was looking like MVP Cam. I was thinking the same thing, bro. Especially in those first few games, and even the one that we lost against the Seahawks. He was, uh, he was well, looking really good. He was, he, was looking, he was looking like Super Cam, right? Yeah. Um, then Adam really goes down. Uh, freaking Jacoby Myers is his only weapon for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because uh, Nikhil Harry sucks. Yeah. I don't know why we drafted Nikhil Harry. We should have got DK. Uh, <laughs> Man, hopefully he can turn around this season. Just uh, establish uh, I, I, I some chemistry. He's probably going to be on the trade block. I yeah. don't think he's coming back this, this season. He's just. Mad. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> Especially if we, if we can get anything for him, then I'll, I'll take it. Um. But yeah, uh, I, I'm happy Cam's back. I think I think he's the, uh, the right QB, especially with the QBs that are uh, out there in the market. I think he's right. the best QB, uh, especially with a year learning Bills system. He didn't do too bad, to be honest. I mean, he has some bad throws, but um, this is the first time the Pats have had a rushing QB in probably like thirty years. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know who the last one would have been. Bledsoe was in a rushing QB. Uh, Brady was a rushing QB. So. Yeah, uh, it's been. Uh, I think I decades. think that's a good look. Uh, you know, change the offense a bit, but uh, you know, Cam now that he has uh, two tight ends. Yep. Two tight ends who can easily be mm -hmm. the best uh, TE ones on multiple teams. Yeah, but asking how does he that, feel about that? It's great for him. He's gonna have weapons, and I think he's, he's gonna prove the world wrong. And I think uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Cam makes the Pro Bowl. 
Man, I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. If the Pats make the Super Bowl, they obviously make it the Pro Bowl. So Johnny all got the um, the players that we signed um, pulled up right here. We got Johnny Smith, Matthew Judon, Devon Godchow, Jalen Mills, wide receivers Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, um, and then defensive end Henry Anderson, and now tight end Hunter Henry as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the get getting the two best tight ends in free agency? Bro, John, I, like Johnu. Along with Henry, it's just about to be, it's about to be crazy. It's yeah. about to be crazy because they can easily like the way if you know how they play, they can easily play off each other. Um, John is more of an outside guy. Uh, Henry's definitely more of an inside guy. He's more bulk here. Yeah. So they can definitely play like that's an offense you can run with two of them. Imagine having both those weapons and uh, the defense worrying about them so much. You got Cam run the ball easily. Yeah, and seriously. I think, I think this is why this fits Cam. Like these two tight ends fit Cam so well. And don't forget, we have James White. Uh, we, we, don't, we haven't signed James White yet, but I'm pretty sure he's going to resign. I, I hope so. I hope so. The Bucks are, I, I heard, are trying to get after him too. Interested, but I hope he just resigns. I, I'm hoping Bill does the right thing, resign James yeah. White. Because then you have you have three guys right there on the defense. Bra- Brady's trying to steal all his homeboys back to Tampa, <laughs> man. <laughs> there's, there's three guys that, uh, that the, the defense would have to worry about, and I just hope it lands for Cam to run because Cam can still run even at his age. That man is still freaking strong as hell and fast as fuck. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Um, so, what do you um, what do you what are you thinking about the Patriots? Like, um, in terms of winning the the AFC, you think we're as good as the Bills yet, or do you think we still got a, a little we're more work to do? Def- oh, we were definitely better than the Bills. Now. Okay. We had you a couple of close games yeah. last year against the Bills, and that was a poverty Patriots team. <laughs> I yeah. Think, what we lost one game because because Cam fumbled the ball. Bro, we lost like three games on the goal line. That's what I'm saying. Like they, like first, literally last, it came down to the last possession three times. We could have been, I think we had seven wins. We, it could have been ten, just as easy as it could have been like two, definitely. to be honest. Um, that Seattle <laughs> win, that the Seattle game should have definitely been a win, right? <laughs> he couldn't see that. Exactly. Um, but he'll see. You. But, <laughs> you just, uh, yeah. you just missed Johnny O pulling up the trash can. Bro, you guys are, uh, you guys are. Okay. <laughs> no, so uh, last year think, it was I, pretty bad though. I think that the Pats definitely have a good chance of winning the AFC now. Um, Bill's yeah. such a good coach and. Um, now that Cam has weapons, it's gonna be a scary sight. Everyone's it's leaving gonna... Baltimore Ravens, it seems like. So the, the Bills, the Bills haven't gotten any better. I mean, I mean, I know the free agency just started, but they haven't gotten any better. Yeah, they haven't gotten. And like I said, we had a bunch of close games with them last last year. Yeah, this shouldn't have been close at all. But... It's very unlike Bill to just start going after guys in free agency. Usually makes his moves through um, either well, definitely the draft and trades, but um, and. Yeah, it seems like no one else is really making any moves except for maybe the Jaguars. They want to I mean, back. with all the, all the cap space we had, it, I mean, it was, it Makes was sense. definitely for it to happen, man. Like, yeah. We just, I mean, a lot of these are kind of overpays, but you just have to do it if you yeah. want what people are doing. And in a few years, not, when the salary cap goes up, they these deals don't always look like crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. horrible deals. But New England's definitely not a place where people want to sign. Yeah. Because <laughs> they know Bill's such a hard, co- a hard coach and, like, yeah, especially especially greatest. with Tom Brady gone, it makes it a little more. Yeah, yeah. The weather here is not the greatest, so um, yeah. that goes hand in hand with the Celtics too. No one's society because the weather yeah. sucks. But <laughs> um, just because you guys are trash, that's literally the reason. Nah, nah. Johnny, we went seven and nine last year with a crippled team. You guys are trash, and you guys lost in the Eastern yeah, bro. Conference. Oh, he's talking basketball now, <laughs> bro. Um, oh, um, one more thing about. 
football. I had it in mind, and I can. You were talking about Bill as a coach. You went back to. I completely lost it. <laughs> okay. Um, we can move into the Celtics talk now. Um, All right. Unless you have anything you want to say about Patriots. Uh. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Let's go into the Celtics. I need to do more research. I know this kid loves trash talking the Celtics. Well, yeah. It's my forte. This is my forte. Um. Okay. So, what moves do you think the Celtics should make? Um, so I'm seeing that Danny's interested in Harrison Barnes and John Collins, and those are two guys I would love on the Celtics. But who I think is the better fit? Harrison Barnes is by far the player we need. Um. He's literally a fill-in for Gordon Hayward, and that people don't. Like nope, like don't think about this. But Gordon Hayward's defense was key to last year. Yeah. Celtics have always been a good defensive team. And the only reason why we suck this year is because our defense is is trash. Right. And I think the main reason for that is all right. So let's say LeBron runs a pick and roll with AD, right? Uh, normally that'd be Tatum switching on LeBron, Hayward switching on the AD. Both of them can hold their own now, right? Now this year I'm just using LeBron and AD as a theoretical, but all right. Now you, you switch that. You have Tatum on AD. And now you have Tyson on LeBron. That's barbecue chicken. Yeah, that's not gonna work. So that's why I think Tyson shouldn't like this double line. This double big lineup doesn't work because Tyson can't guard the perimeter, and that just leaves that leaves Thompson and Tyson as both guys who can attack on the pick and roll. Now, if we get a versatile wing like Harrison Barnes who can play defense, spot up and shoot, it literally fills in Hayward's Hay- Hayward's absence of last year. Um, Barnes obviously isn't the playmaker that Hayward is. Hayward's by far a superior playmaker, but he still brings the shooting that Hayward offered. And he still bring. Uh, he's definitely a better defender than Hayward. So um, definitely think Harrison Barnes would be the best move to move for, to slide into that four spot. And it maybe uh, you can slide. Uh, I mean, it depends if, if Tyson Thompson are gone. But I, well, I want time we're starting first of all. He's such he's such a beast. Yeah. But, uh, I love Rob Williams too. But uh, yeah, I think that that would work. Uh, John Collins. I don't know how much he would fit. He's not that great at defender. Uh, he'd literally get fried on the perimeter as well. So I heard something about LaMarcus Aldridge, too. Is that still in- He would also get barbecue chicken on the perimeter, so that doesn't yeah. work. Like the, the Celtics honestly don't need a center just because they've been relying on small ball these last, what, four or five years? And yeah, it hasn't worked, finals, But like it hasn't worked. Four years. You guys need this. So they definitely don't, I just definitely think they need a big center, big body center. Um, especially one that can't play defense. So Lamarcus Aldridge, I don't think that's that's a great trade. Lamarcus is old and he can't guard at the perimeter. Yeah. Um, but I think Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is the guy I'm hoping we get. The guy I always hope we get is um, Nikola Vucevic, but I just I don't know how they're gonna make that work though. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the, what we have. I don't think the Magic would take anything we have unless yeah. we offered the, like a bunch of young players and a bunch of picks. Yeah. Um, but even then, like that's literally their best player. Yeah, and it's their franchise player who's been a, who's all star this year, and all stars usually don't go move like that, um, especially from a team who usually doesn't sign big free agents. Um, that's like them just giving away their only player that's that's been relevant since Dwight Howard. So yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't see the Magic making any moves with with Fuzovic. as much as he's in trade rumors. I don't think he's getting moved. No, I uh, definitely see John Collins getting moved. Uh, he seems unhappy playing with Trey Young, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't think the Hawks want to pay him. He's definitely gonna get somewhere near a max deal this offseason. Uh, the, uh, the Hawks already used so much cap space with Gallinari and Bogdanovich, who both freaking fell off the cliff this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't think. How do you uh, see the Celtics matching up against the rest of the East when it comes to teams like um, Brooklyn, 
Bucks, um, 76ers. 76ers, Toronto. There's a bunch of good teams. So uh, a team, matchup-wise, teams I think we can definitely beat. Uh, 76ers, I think we just, they're scared of us. Like, <laughs> 76 that's, no. We're definitely beating 76ers in a 7 series. Um, this year, I think with the improvements of Jalen Brown and uh, uh, Kemba possibly reaching full health by playoff time, I think uh, against the Bucks, we have a good chance. I see that series going seven. I don't really know who will win that, but when it comes down to the Nets, I don't see anyone coming out the East other than the Nets. Yeah, and it's, it's just it's Kevin. You have two MVPs and uh, NBA level point guard on that team. I don't think there's anything. Blake. I don't think there's any moves the Celtics can make during this season that would like. Um, Bring us to any level close to the Nets. I don't think. I, th- I think the Celtics. The Celtics season this year is another Eastern Conference Finals run. Um, anything short of that is to be expected. But I think their their max ceiling is Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the only way I see the Celtics are like even possibly being the Nets if they get another All Star superstar. Or if there's an injury on the Nets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't. Though. But like, dude, they literally booked their like booked their behinds when they only had Kyrie and Harden. So yeah, as with Katie on the floor. So and Blake. And Blake now, too. That's crazy. Ah, uh, Blake's washed. <laughs> it's just another Nets. body, though. Like, but he's another... on the Nets. Like, when you when Blake's on the Nets, like... It's another... Just... Yeah. It's it's another big boy that can defend one of our guys, too. And he can but, shoot. Blake sucks at defense. No, that man is barbecue chicken in the perimeter. No, no <laughs> that man's barbecue chickening anybody in the perimeter. On the Nets, with him and KD, he doesn't even like, have to shoot. Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. Have he doesn't have to shoot. Blake play defense? I've never seen Blake get Blake doesn't even oh, have man. to play defense. Blake he doesn't even have to. <laughs> Blake can literally be down low, bro, just guarding him. Because the thing is, once the Nets, Nets have Kyrie and Harden. Point guard, shooting guard, Blake does not need to shoot whatsoever. They have KD, that's a third score. That takes Blake out of the conversation completely. They put Blake down low. Bro, Blake is barbecue saucing anybody. Blake has never been a like on the post score, bro. He's always been a face up for everybody to score. He's always been one to tap, catch the ball at the post, face up, and drive with his, with his uh, athletic ability. And right. then his best year of his career was in Detroit, where he had his three-point shot. He showed his playmaking ability. And then he got injured. And now look where he is now. He literally, he's literally averaging like seven like seven attempted threes a game. He's only making like one and a half of them. <laughs> like, he, he is washed. And I, I don't see his career turning around on this. Like, the only, only way I see Blake actually making an impact if he pulled a Nick Batum. I don't know if y'all see what Nick Batum did this year, but he was literally booty cheeks on the Hornets the last two years. He literally averaged like three points a game. Yes. And now he's a solid starter on the Clippers. He's averaging like 10 points a game on like 40% from three. So yeah. unless Blake was just pulling a fast one right, just, right, right. just to get like waved, and, I mean bought out and signed with a contender. I mean, that's he wasn't playing. That's the thing. He wasn't playing for Detroit. For, but it's for still some like, time. even in Detroit, bro, he still had offensive, like, Jeremy Grant is literally a 25-pumping game scorer. Blake should have gotten easier looks with Jeremy Grant on his team, and he still was uh, was still trash. <laughs> like, How do you see, who do you see coming out of the the West? Do you think the Lakers West, are a lock? Or? Lakers. West, I have, uh, I got the Lakers. Uh, I'd, uh, yeah, probably just the Lakers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think they're the When you have two superstar players of that level, I mean, two, arguably two top five guys in the league. And they just got so much better from last year too. Just adding yeah. the, the guys so, that they did. I don't, I don't, I don't see them not making out of the West. Only, only team I could see possibly beating them um, would be uh, 
winning would be not the Clippers. It would probably be uh, the Blazers, fully healthy. I think the the Blazers probably Blazers are being slept on because they're probably they're not definitely us. the most deepest team in the West. We are, uh, and they're completely unhealthy right now, and they're still fifth in the West. We just got CJ back. They he's just, they just he's got a back. Lakers and uh, Blazers, Blazers fan. CJ so. just, just got back. Um, Jokic, um, Nurkic is still out, but once he comes back, uh, that should be good for them. Probably. And uh, what's his name is out as well. Zach Collins is still out. So mm-hmm. um, once they're fully healthy, I think they, the Blazers definitely have the chance to make a run for the NBA Finals. Um, I think they're, they're definitely the sleeper team out west. Uh, but cause, look, bro, if you look at their team, they're so deep. Is it wait? Um, is Utah in first right now? Utah, yeah. Is uh, first. Utah, like if you saw what happened last year, you Gobert. They just fall apart, playoffs. right? It's because of Gobert. I mean, if you put Gobert against a top tier center like AD or Jokic, he's literally getting fried on the perimeter yeah. every possession. Yeah. Like if you take Yo- uh, Gobert out the out the paint, you can't do anything. Yeah. This is how it is, and that's what happened last year when they first when they first the uh, the Nuggets. He was literally getting fried by Jokic every game. Obviously, because Rudy Gobert, you, the the comparison there, like you can compare them by position, but like body wise, like you gotta really think about it. Like, Jokic is much bigger than Rudy Gobert, and he's definitely gonna lose his it's size. Not, it's just like, like any center that can play on the perimeter is just weakness for Gobert. And this is the thing that pissed me off when the Celtics played them. They kept playing Tristan Thompson, who literally clogged up the paint, and that leaves Gobert in the paint to block every goddamn shot. Yeah. So. Like just to counter, like to counteract Gobert, you literally just need a stretch five, someone, a, a center that can stay on the perimeter, because then he can't leave to the paint, because then that's knocked down every time. Exactly. And that's that's why they lost. That's the blue blue three one lead, because uh, I'm pretty sure Mike Malone was all like, "Dang, this guy sucks." So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just saw this before we started. I was on Twitter. Apparently, LeBron James is in the process of becoming a part owner of the Boston Red Sox. So. I'm not shocked. He always said he always tells us uh tells the media that you know Boston fans are one of the best in the world so one of the most passionate in the world so that's I wanted, so funny he, that he, he can literally just know. like own Boston fans like that now <laughs> it's I'm not surprised he did that so it's like such a, a power move to be honest he he, lo- he always says he loves playing in Boston too so maybe yeah. this is an excuse to come to Boston yep and um. He could literally like say he owns Boston if he really wants to. Yeah, he, he literally <laughs> owns part of the, the Red Sox, which is um, crazy. So the, the him and John Henry, the owner of the Red Sox, uh, him and LeBron are already part owners of Liverpool, um, the soccer team. Uh-huh. So yeah, I yeah. guess that makes sense. That might as well bring him in here too. And um, I feel like. I'm not as big into the Red Sox as I used to be. I used to like grow up watching baseball a lot and stuff. Bro, I don't even like baseball, so I have no, no, no nothing going on. But um, <laughs> I guess just having someone with that competitive spirit and uh, championship mentality would be good. So. <laughs> I hope this doesn't have a Michael Jordan effect, bro. <laughs> yeah, true, true, Jordan's, true, true. Jordan's the worst owner in the league. <laughs> and um, that's all I got. You got anything else? Not that much, bro. Something, I just got a pop-up on my laptop so hopefully that doesn't affect this at all but um yeah thank you so much for coming on um where can they find you on uh social media if they want to follow you uh so on uh ig it's at jvyjo mm-hmm. and on twitter it's underscore jjo s if y'all want to follow me you know i got i got some uh some flicks on it just got back just bought a new car 
Hey. Okay. So, uh, you know. Like, yep. Life's looking good right now. This, this is the year of the money for me, Tucker, bro. Bro, I'm, I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully for us, too. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all gotta get those stimmies, bro. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, thank you so much for coming on, and um, thank you for your service, um, and thank you... Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't ever say that to me again. Or really? I'll Why? Slap, I'll is slap, I'll slap is that, wait, is that something that you personally don't like, or is that something that a lot of people... <laughs> a lot of military members don't like being thanked for the service, because a lot of times we don't do anything. Oh, really? We haven't done anything. <laughs> now, let's play. So, one way to tell us, though, uh, I don't know if so. Here's my uniform, right? Right. I don't know if you see this. So, yep. where their flag is, if they have a patch, so where their flag is, if they have a patch right here underneath mm-hmm. their flag, that means uh, they've seen, they've been in a combat uh, environment and they've been deployed to a combat zone. So, if you ever see a guy with a patch like that, all right, he definitely probably deserves, you know, thank you for your service, put right. his life on the line. A patch you ever separate. A, you ever see a newbie like me with nothing here? Uh, <laughs> Fuzz right here underneath my flag? I haven't seen any combat. Don't get that confused with this side either. Because this side is just my regular unit patch. So it would be under the flag? Under the flag. Under the flag. You see a patch there? Dude, 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 seen some stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, uh, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, talking yes, some sir. sports. Talk, talk, um, just, uh, it, it, I think it went great. So um, we're going to ask everyone to follow him where he said and um remember to like subscribe um comment share this with a friend if you enjoy the video and um we'll see you guys next time on just talking around thank you yeah we're talking around bro look at my dumbs look at my drip yeah i'm getting blessed i feel like it's a drink yeah i'm the man i'm the man yeah